I'm here talking to Kendall. I'm here talking to Annie. This is Kendall's baby episode. Yes. Uh, general disclaimer, we've been friends for so long, we're essentially post-verbal, but we're talking it out for you. Today, I'm going to be talking about alleged rapist and probable cannibal, Army Hammer. Content warnings are sexual assault and generational wealth. Sources are in the show notes. Everything is alleged. But this is definitely tell no one. Enjoy. Here we go. We're going to need to take a few deep breaths. Okay. All right. It's finally come to this. It's come to Army Hammer. Armand Douglas Hammer. Anything to say? Gather round, kitties. I'm going to tell you a story about Army Hammer. And he could be in these woods right now. (laughs) He could be in these walls. He'll unzip your tent. Shut up. (laughs) Come eat you at night. Um, I first became uh, acquainted with Army Hammer. Obviously, the social network. Two I'm of six them. five, two ten. And there's two of me. <laughs> oh my god, he was hot. Yeah. Okay. He was born in 1986 in Santa Monica, California. His mother Drew Ann Mobley was a bank loan officer, and his father Michael Armand Hammer <laughs> owned several businesses, including the including Nodler Publishing and Armand Hammer Productions, a film and television production company. So he's born very wealthy. Yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. 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 <laughs> We're going to fly back to the early 1900s. Okay. 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 His, Family tree. His great, great grandfather, Julius, was a Russian immigrant living in the Bronx and a central member of the Communist Party of the United States. He was okay. um, a doctor. And due to his socialist and communist activities, he had been put under federal surveillance. And on July 5th, 1919... Federal agents witnessed Marie Oganesov, a 33-year-old Russian wife of a former czarist diplomat, enter Julius's medical office located in a wing of his Bronx home. Czarist being like a royalist. Yeah. So are we pre or post? We're like the right. Of the of the like um It's like happening. Russian. Okay, so like f- Franz Ferdinand's being assassinated. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure the re- they were assassinated in 1917. Yeah, but like Rasputin is alive right now directing the czar. Let's check. <laughs> right. He died in 1916. So this is three okay. years after that. Sorry, I'm done. What year are we in? 1919. Okay. Okay, so what? The Russian people have just overthrown the monarchy? Yeah, like but le- Lenin... Yeah, but like, happening. so czarist people are like, we actually want the monarchy back. We want to be, I want to be a grand duchess again. Yeah. So she's a former czarist diplomat. So I don't know if she's wife of a former czarist diplomat. So he was like stripped of that title because okay. of the revolution or they're divorced. I don't know. <laughs> former, I don't know which word that needs to be attached to. So Marie, who quote, had accumulated a life threatening history of miscarriages, abortions, poor health, and was pregnant and wanted to terminate her pregnancy. Hey, Marie. Hey, I don't know what that means, but the surgical procedure took place in the midst of the flu epidemic. Oh, fuck. Six days after the abortion, Marie died of pneumonia. Four weeks after her death, a Bronx County grand jury indicted Julius Hammer for first-degree manslaughter. Oh, I don't know if that feels fair to me. Right, right. 
The following summer, a criminal prosecutor convinced a jury that Julius Hammer had let his patient, quote, die like a dog, and that the claims that she had actually died from complications due to influenza were mere attempts to cover up his crime. In 1920, a judge sentenced him to three and a half years in Sing Sing prison. What do we think? From what you read, does it seem like he tried to help this girl and it, she just happened to die by the pandemic or like well, that he was being shady, shady, weird doctor man and let her die? I think it could be a little bit of both. So most historians think that Julius had performed the abortion, but there's an opposing position put forward by author Edward Epstein, who wrote a book about the family, putting forward a claim that it was actually Julius's son, Armin Hammer, then a medical student, rather than his father who had performed the abortion, and his father assumed the blame. I mean, you'd be even more trouble for letting someone who's unlicensed do it. Yes. So he's unlicensed and maybe fucked it up. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm sorry, Marie. Yeah. I mean, we definitely shouldn't be in any way defending any of the men in family. (laughs) (laughs) But I hear abortion and I'm like, let him do it. Right. <laughs> you know it's like, I mean? Yeah. But, maybe. Um, maybe but, he was fine, but probably not. Got it. Got it. I mean, just how things go. Uh, air on the side of like homicidal. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so his son, Armand, while Julius is in prison, Armand so Hammer. So we're in the 1920s? Yes. Okay. Armand Hammer, <laughs> Army's namesake. Hate it. Is 22. He abandons his medical career. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, to you were gonna be a doctor. You maybe botched happened. an abortion that you did too soon, and now you're and not. now you're like that's just not for. Maybe I'm not cut out for that. Yeah, he abandoned his medical career to take over his father's other business, Allied Drug. According to Epstein, who I mentioned earlier, Vladimir Lenin sent a message to Joseph Stalin, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> encouraging quote particular support for Armand telling him, quote, this is a small path to the American business world, and this path should be made use of in every way. Are you telling me that communist Russia, the communist government in Russia at that time, yeah. purposefully sought out and supported the Hammer family mm-hmm. in order to push their communist agenda in America? Yeah, things <laughs> take, but things take a weird turn. I mean, obviously. So Armand moved to the Soviet Union in 1921 for a decade to, quote, fortify family connections. Oh, God. Whatever that means. You know what that means. While there, he married a Russian singer. 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 (laughs) Chingy. Charlie (laughs) Chingy. He married a Russian singer, singer named Olga. See, it's Olga. That's what got me. And together they had a son named Julian, Army okay. Hammer's grandfather. Got it. I'm there. So this Armand is his great-grandfather. Got it. By the 1950s, Armand had divorced Olga, as well as a second wife, Angela, who had told the court that, due to his time in Russia and his medical training, quote, it causes him no pain to see the suffering of others. I don't um, know why, uh, due to his time in Russia, like... <laughs> I'm interested in what she means about Russia. Does she mean like Russia in the 20s or right now? I'm sure she means like in a brand new government, like Uh things, there's upheaval and it is like generally violent. like a Leninist government? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. the Bolsheviks? (laughs) Yeah, she's also like, and he couldn't operate on you. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, Okay. I love in your divorce proceedings being like, um, irreconcilable differences. He's sick. He loves to see people suffer. Yeah, he's sick and twisted. He loves suffering. 
He moved to L.A., married a wealthy woman named Frances Barrett Tolman in 1956, and invested her money in the then-failing Occidental Petroleum and drove the company to incredible success. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. So he made a fortune investing his third wife's money. Um, Something really scary about people who are literally cruel, like have a cruelty to them, but are shrewd business people. Like, fuck. It's like the chicken or the egg, you know? Like, Oh, yeah, you're right. He also indulged in, quote, wide-ranging grifts, including, but not limited to, laundering money, using artwork to fund Soviet espionage, bribing his way into the oil business, and knocking off false Fabergé eggs. Interested where the Soviet part is going to go in the 50s. Yes. Where are we going? He reportedly also enjoyed, quote, doing business with a briefcase full of cash and may or may not have played a financial role in the Watergate scandal. No. (laughs) (laughs) He became close friends with Prince Charles and Colonel Gaddafi. (laughs) Yes. And apparently he wanted or Prince Charles wanted him to be Prince William's godfather Godfather? but Mm -mm. princess diana said no fucking way i'm sorry this guy with ties to the kremlin yeah no pass no pass (laughs) uh he also had multiple mistresses including um martha kaufman a mother of two who who divorced her husband after meeting armand um whom he put on occidental petroleum's payroll as an art consultant Okay. When Armin's wife, Frances, became suspicious, Armin had Martha legally change her name to Hillary Gibson. <laughs> what? <laughs> Insisting, according to Epstein, that his mistress wear wigs, glasses, and makeup to change her appearance. Okay, you're making her dress like Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. The affair lasted over a decade, with Armin promising to take care of her and her children after he died. She you know, drove. This reminds me of yeah j howard marshall yeah she used a tapped phone and allegedly submitted to his sexual demands even when they were quote extremely humiliating when armin died she learned that he had left her out of his will no you fucker yes oh my god i have to know what he meant i have to know what he wanted her to do i know i think when i say that it means i know but it can't just be and like bondage right humiliation or, like, like, or it could be really bad like it's it's either like bad or like really bad well, what do you mean by really bad like bestiality bad no i don't know i guess it could be it could be but i always think like the 50s is where we still are right? yeah i think they might just mean like having a third right and, like that's <laughs> horrifying but yeah. they might have been freakier than we know you i know? know but i don't know what to think i don't, I don't know, know either i think. wish they'd be straight with me right. um <laughs> And so he did do his little switcheroo on the whole Soviet thing and just became a Republican. Okay. <laughs> and that's where the Watergate thing came into play. Right, right, right. Um, and he, he went to like five different presidents, like inaugurations. Like he's like a guy in he's the town. He's a politics guy. Yeah, he's a shady fucker. Interesting. So he had a son, as I mentioned, Julian. Grandfather. Army Hammer's dad. No, Army Hammer's grandfather. Okay. Armand died in 1990 armin so he was like active in the 50s that was his heyday yeah and pretty much in like 60s 70s because like nixon and stuff okay got it yeah 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 Yeah, but then he started you know getting but so he died in 1990 okay army hammer's father michael meaning armin's grandson 
inherited almost all of the family's empire, which was estimated to be worth more than $180 million. So he skipped his son. And gave it right to and Army's dad. Gave it right to Army's dad, Michael. Weird as shit. Why? So we'll hear why. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, we haven't heard shit about Julian yet, right? No, we're about to. Oh, God. What was he doing? Peeing on people? So Julian Hammer, grandfather to Army. I do loathe that army is how we gauge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A man who, quote, could never get his father's <laughs> attention unless he resorted to really, really bad behavior. What? Oh, it, like I could only get it negative? Yeah. In 1955, in the morning hours after Julian's 26th birthday, he killed a man at his Los Angeles <laughs> <home>. <laughs> He killed a man at his Los Angeles home. The incident was reported to have been sparked by a gambling debt and supposed advances on his wife. Julian's Ju- wife? Yeah. What? Julian was arrested, but the charges were later dismissed. Armand had $50,000 in cash delivered to a lawyer in LA before the charges were dropped. Related? Mm-hmm. Casey, Julian's sister, Army's aunt, has told Vanity Fair... That Julian also sexually abused her as a child. Oh, no. Yeah. So she would be Army's great aunt, right? No. Isn't Michael his dad? Yes. She's Michael's sister. Julian's oh, her dad. Sorry, so she's saying that her dad, Julian, yes. sexually abused her growing up? Yes. Oh, my God. I know. It's complicated. Everyone bring out your So Julian's trees. a true fuck up, right? Because his dad wouldn't give him even the money. Yes. He killed a guy. Yes. He, diddled his kids yeah and then okay we move swiftly on to michael yeah well we're gonna talk about um the inheritance situation okay so was julian just fucking mad that he didn't get any money he just was evil his whole life it seems like that but your dad didn't like you that much like grow up but his dad didn't die till 1990 so he killed a man for like 40 years before that before he found out he wouldn't get money yeah and his dad covered it up for him it's very succession when armand died he left his son Julian just two hundred fifty thousand dollars, just out of that. his one hundred and eighty million. The weird thing is, like, I get that that is a major snub, and that would probably hurt you emotionally. That my dad didn't give a shit about me. Yeah, but like, be a real fucking person. Your dad just left you a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, but like, he's been living off that hog his whole life. I know, but it it is hard for a person, for like the average person, to hear you only got two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the will. And you're going to do what? Be yeah. mad your whole life? Seems like nobody wants to work these days. I have the best <laughs> advice for the for the Hammer family. <laughs> Get off your fucking asses and work. And work. So Casey, his daughter, talks about, you know, the, the will reading and how they found out they were getting nothing and Michael was getting everything. Oh, okay. So not only did the grandfather skip... Wait. Not only did the great-grandfather with the money mm-hmm. skip Julian and go mm-hmm. right to Michael, mm-hmm. he skipped all the other siblings, yep. too. Like, no, Michael's sisters and yep. other... They didn't get anything either? No, all went to all Michael. All went to Michael? Yes. What the fuck did Michael Even, do like, for his him? stepchildren. What did Michael do? Yeah. Um, Casey says, quote, All of a sudden, I'm in a bad Stephen King novel. My father is worried about why Michael got the Rolls Royce. And I'm like, Dad, you don't understand. You're going to be out on the street. No one's paying for your house. No one's paying for anything. Mm. She said she spent the next day sitting with her father, 
quote, so he doesn't blow his brains out because now he's threatening to kill me. He's threatening to kill Michael and he's threatening to kill everybody. Okay, wait, and he'll, and he'll do it again. He's killed a guy before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how old would, would, I'm sorry to keep like asking you questions that probably aren't written down, but like, how old <laughs> do we think that Julian is at this time when his father dies and he finds out he's not getting anything? So he was 26 in 1955. So he's like in his sixties. So he's just not even computing. Yeah. And she's trying to tell him like, dude, you who's gonna pay your mortgage yeah it's like, like no, how you don't are you understand. gonna buy food like yeah. you don't have a job or this trust fund you thought you had right it's like not only is like are you not getting like a big cash inflow like the gravy train yeah has like stopped i'm sure yeah because i'm sure that while the father was alive he was they had been living him. off of his money yeah and now what the fuck are we gonna and do? now that's gone too it's not like you just didn't so, get a bonus it's all stopped so now we have to what like work cozy up to michael yeah and he's not that easy to cozy up to um it is bold of michael to not carry on whatever his father was paying for for the siblings well he's a fucking lunatic go on okay. <laughs> so michael let's talk about michael army's dad in Dada. 1985, he met Army's mother, Drew Mobley, on a plane. She's a freak, right? Yeah. Army has once told New York Magazine that, quote, my dad was supposed to be on a flight, went to the airport, got hammered and passed out, missed his flight, woke up and was like, oh my God, I have a meeting, rebooked, switched seats, and due to claustrophobia, wound up next to Drew. They married that year and had Army the next year. Drew is a devout Christian. And she seemed to have go. a tempering effect on Michael's own struggles, which included drinking and drugs. And he says, quote, when I accepted Christ, Christ, the bad experiences didn't just stop, but they started dwindling. Wait, what? <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. They stopped entirely and they trickled in. It's like they didn't just stop. They like slowly stopped. That sounds worse. Maybe he means their lingering effect of it all dwindled. Mm. You know what I mean? We don't have to make sense of what he's talking about. <laughs> like we don't. So yeah, the inheritance battle tore the family apart. Michael's mother, Sue Kane, told the Washington Post that her son forgot about us, mm. instead favoring Drew's family. Well, yeah, like I said, like that is so wild to like, if you get all the money you inherited all, mm -hmm. you don't just on your own accord, give your mom some money, give your sister mm -hmm. some money, give your no. brother some money. No, you're just like, fuck all of you. Yeah, you're like, I got it. I'm married now. We're starting a new family. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Rumors lingered that Armand, Big Daddy, had stockpiled large sums in cash lockboxes and secret overseas bank accounts. And these rumors were inflamed when a man named Scott, Michael's college friend, whom Michael appointed as vice president of the Arm & Hammer Foundation, was arrested after a flight back from London carrying $60,000 in undeclared cash. What the fuck? Uh-huh. By the way, like, ode to be Scott... Right. Scott's, Scott's passport recorded nearly 12 trips abroad, lasting, lasting less than 36 hours. Michael, You're the Arm & Hammer Russian money boy. mule? Yeah. Fuck. Go man. Michael posted the $250,000 bail and Scott was later acquitted of his cash smuggling charges. Right. So he's like, hey, buddy, can you fly to London and uncover that cash my granddaddy left me? Uh, where Where is it stashed? Like, I have no idea. walls or what are we doing? I have no idea. Didn't it's like very like... um. Israel Keys. <laughs> Very, yeah, like yeah. I, I buried it in the ground out there. In Go New find Hampshire. It. Don't cut yourself on the knife in the kill kit. Sorry, dig through the kill kit. There's money at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ugh. We haven't even gotten to the craziest parts. 
I'm just letting you know, like, this is where, this is the stock this man comes from. Generational trauma, like, to a wild degree. He's, and, like, rich trauma. Yeah. Which is so scary. It's the scariest, I think. For sure. He's, bre- he was raised in a barn of iniquity. A den of iniquity? Yeah, whatever. Or a big barn of it. Because it's like a barn, like, where you raised, like, he wasn't raised in a bad manners barn. He was raised in a, okay, iniquity. whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's a bad manners barn. <laughs> you know when they're like, well, when usually, okay, whatever. I've only heard of dress barn. No, like a bad, <laughs> <laughs> like a barn. Like when you, someone says you're raised in a barn, it's like because you have bad manners. That's what they're yeah. meaning. I'm not meaning about that. <laughs> I'm meaning like a sex crimes you're expl- barn. You're explaining the phrase raised in yeah. a barn, but you're doing that by calling it a whole new thing, which is a bad manners <laughs> barn. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Keep up. Okay. Along with the cash cash fortune, Michael also inherited the Nodler Gallery, which was an art gallery in NYC. Founded You're in 1846. You're telling me that Army Hammer's family own multiple companies and just like public galleries yeah. in places? The one of New York's most venerated institutions. So. Why does he even work? Who gives a shit? I know. Okay. So here's the thing. Armand, Big Daddy Armand really wanted to leave a legacy behind shocking <laughs> like burying money in the walls <laughs> so we spent over a hundred million dollars to build the hammer museum okay but in 1994 michael turned the hammer museum over to the ucla art department he also asked the metropolitan museum of art to remove armin's name from the hall of arms and armor what <laughs> Rather than pay the remaining $1 million on his grandfather's pledge. What? Even though Armand had spent his final years recommitting himself to his Jewish faith, he didn't live to celebrate a belated bar mitzvah, Michael began redirecting the Hammer Foundation's funds to Christian groups like Jews for Jesus and Italy for Christ. So, so he that didn't is even, true. He didn't even fucking care about Big Daddy. Like, that's how much of a sociopath this guy is. Even the guy who gave him all the money. Yeah, he's like taking all of his money from his and, like Jewish funds and transferring them to Christian groups. Yeah, like purposely defying what he wanted in death. Yeah. Wow. And he got all the money. I wonder, so they're from Russian, Russia. Russian, but Jews. they're Russian Jews. Yeah, they so were. So when they, when he, he originally immigrated, yeah. he just d- didn't carry on the like Jewish traditions at home or whatever? No, I, I guess he wasn't like practicing because he, sure. he wasn't bar mitzvah or anything. So, But late in life, he, he reconnected with his faith and wished for money to be designated, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. And his and grandson. His son took it and kind of gave it to the opposite. Yeah. Because his, his grandson. His wife is a Christian freakazoid. Hmm. Okay. So Julian died in 96. Bye. Hope you're out of your misery. I mean, bye. <laughs> the year after, Michael moved Drew Army and his younger son, Victor, to a seaside con- condo on Grand Cayman. Here we go. And they briefly relinquished their U.S. citizenship for, the, for the, like some of the 90s. The move, according to Army, was predicated on Michael's having been a big fan of The Firm, a movie in which Tom Cruise travels to the Caribbean tax haven. What? Ew. Ten years later, the family returned to California, but some weird shit happened at that time. (laughs) (laughs) In 2005, the 21-room mansion in Pasadena that the family was renovating burnt to the ground. Oh my god. Resulting in $15 million in damages. How much is he worth at this point? I have no... It's all like, wee woo wowie. It's yeah. all like Trump stuff. Where it's like, do you have any money? Wait, are you literally broke? Yeah, it's like Russian oligarchs. Are they involved? Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. 
Um, in 2011, Michael spent the night in Santa Barbara jail for a DUI charge that was subsequently dropped. Later that year, his Nodler Gallery, part of his inheritance from Armand and one of the oldest New York City galleries, burned to the ground, shuddered suddenly. What? The next day, the gallery and its director, Anne Friedman, were sued by hedge fund executive Pierre Lagrange for selling him a forged Pollock painting for $17 million. Oh, my fucking God. In the years following, Nodler was accused of selling about $70 million worth of fake paintings, all painted by a little known artist in Queens. A little boy in Queens. (laughs) All painted by a little lad (laughs) in Queens. In a years-long con that stretched back to 1994. Holy cow. Nodler was accused of selling 63 forged pieces. All of the 10 lawsuits filed against Nodler were settled. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to talk about, like, the people who, like, sued them, but they're not, like, that famous, so I don't care. Rich people? Yeah, like, Tom Ford, International, and Sotheby's, and his wife. Okay. Um, Wow. So he might not have any money anymore. Yeah. Because what, that alone, like 80 million. The thing is, is like, why do you have to scam? But I guess Armand Big Daddy has been a scammer the whole time. If you if you made your fortune by scamming, like, wouldn't you, you know. just keep doing it? Yeah. And like there, I feel like if you are born into that level of like greed. Yeah. There is no like, we're very fortunate. Oh, we my never God. have to worry. Let's just live off this money. It is like more, more, more. Yeah, it's like more, more. And I, I don't want to like con. And I want to like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm bored, baby. I got a yeah. con. It's like, just go on vacation. Like, what? Well, I live doing? in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, they do. Like, you're scaring the shit out of me. They have some weird shit going on. Like, I have no evidence to prove it, but I have weird feelings I'm, about what they do in the Cayman Islands. I know. I do too. I think they've done something there. They've done something there. Yeah. Do you, you know, um, you're gonna have to follow me on this one. You know the Scooby Doo movie, Spooky Island? No. Okay, Scooby Doo movie, there's one where they go to Spooky Island <laughs> and it is like <laughs> it is like run like a giant amusement park. Yeah. But it is actually like really devious what's going on. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> what Scooby Doo? Um this just feels like that. That does feel like the army hammers here. God. Okay. Okay. So let's talk more about Daddy Michael. Michael, quote, whom multiple people say has the mindset of a teenage boy. Oh, brother. Yes. Um, had hard partying habits, which people, which he says calmed down once he met Drew. Yeah. Nonetheless. She's so uptight, right? Yes, because she's very religious. Mm. But he did get a DUI, like I mentioned, and he did um, sell all those forged and counterfeit paintings. Sure. And he also has been shown to use the gallery's funds for personal expenses. Um... One of the odder notes about Michael concerns, <laughs> concerns his sex throne, uh-uh. or as he put it, the naughty chair. Oh, God fucking damn it. (laughs) He is rumored to have stashed it in the Arm and Hammer Foundation headquarters, which is really just a warehouse where um, two sources suggested Michael may have lived for a time. God. (laughs) Michael's attorney said the throne was a, quote, unsolicited gag gift sent by friends, 
But here's a description okay, of the chair. But wait, what friends like commissioned a carpentry work? Right. <laughs> it's like think like this is funny because you're so fucked up. Yeah. Like yeah, even if it is like from a friend, the joke is that you would love it. Mm-hmm. Go on. What like is I don't it? think my friends would send me. Okay. So the structure <laughs> about seven feet high <laughs> features a chair with a hole in the seat. All right, here we go. A cage underneath. Uh uh-uh. uh. And a hook. No! (laughs) No! The hammer coat of arms is painted on the seat. There is a photo in which Michael sits atop the throne grinning while holding the head of a blonde woman sitting in the cage smiling beneath him. Um, I don't like it. Nope. I don't feel good about it, and I don't think good things are going to happen with it. No. Him and Drew ended up divorcing. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> and in 2017, he proposed to Misty Millward, a Four Seasons spa healer. Oh, brother. Who helped him recover from back surgery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. In the Vanity Fair article, Michael, it's reported that Michael said his proposal had a patriotic theme, a red alligator skin Birkin bag. Okay. <laughs> his granddaddy's white Rolls Royce and his blue eyes and my blue eyes (laughs) (laughs) red white and blue baby ew kendall what the hell are you talking about yeah that's dad (laughs) (laughs) that's my dad what that's That's dad kendall what on earth (laughs) okay okay Yes, so now let's let's go to Army. Here Is we he going to be normal? No. When he was seven, his family moved to the Cayman Islands, like I mentioned. They lived there for five years and then went back to L.A. He attended Faulkner's Academy in Governor's Harbor, Cayman Islands, and Grace Christian Academy, also in Grand Cayman, a school which was founded by his father in oh, Grand fuck. Cayman. So, like, are they the kings and queens of Cayman? Maybe. Uh, that okay. just struck me as scary. No, the, the completely. His, the, his dad went there and, and put founded in like, a school infrastructure. Yeah. Like uh, hammer infrastructure. Like, are you guys, what are you doing? Are you colonizing? The, yeah. Are you colonizing the Grand Cayman Islands? Yeah. Seriously. Okay. So he dropped out of school in 11th grade to pursue acting. God, he to took, be born so rich, you can just drop out of school and yeah. be like, meh. He took colleges. He took college. He took college courses at UCLA. He said his parents disowned him when he decided to leave school and take up acting, but they have since become supportive and proud of his work. Supportive. I'm sure they're proud. And yes, he says he was raised, quote, in the fucking paradise of the Cayman Islands. And, and quote, used to have a painting of Gorbachev that was given to his family by Gorbachev. Okay. So that Russian shit still. No, I get it. Like you have deep Russian ties and then I'm scared of you. What's your point? But he also says he was raised with good values thanks to his mother, Drew. Quote, my mother's parents grew up in the Depression in Oklahoma, so it was very different. She didn't allow us to be raised like we were wealthy. We were never just told, hey, here's some cash. If her friends were getting a $10 allowance, she would make a point of giving us $7. You're fucking lying, dude. Well, here's the thing. Fuck off. Rich people love to do these shows of teaching you the value of a dollar. Yeah. But it is like, yeah, maybe you got a little bit less allowance because your mom had to like even things out. Yeah. But like 
you grow up with the full knowledge that you will inherit a hundred million dollars and you have a literal trust fund yeah. and I'm sure you live in a mansion and your family name is on public buildings yeah. in, uh, on the island you own basically. You own an island. Like such a pitiful attempt at um, being the average Joe to say like yeah. look I was raised I had to do chores too. It was oh, like yeah. in your mansion yeah. you had to like ask the maid if you could take out the trash instead of her today because your mom wants you to do it learn how to do it right it's very much like poor people when they think about their childhoods they don't think about like i didn't get allowance they think about like i was worried that our house was going to be foreclosed on right and like did you get allowance right i I don't get an allowance I don't He's think- saying allowance because he like heard that in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. In May 2010, he married television personality Elizabeth Chambers. Wait, I'm sorry, you have to say it again because you know what? Um, the allowance anecdote is giving. Yeah. When I crashed my BMW, they did not buy me another. Uh, or I couldn't get my first pair of Louboutins till my high school graduation. Right. <laughs> In May 2010, Hammer married television personality Elizabeth Chambers. They have two children. Okay, so this is where it gets a little confusing timeline-wise and a little hard to hear. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, quarantine was a hard time for all of us. Wait, pause. They were very young when they got married, right? 25, I guess, because he was born in 85 or something. He's married at 25. It's just like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. You didn't have to fuck up her life like that. Uh, (laughs) Go on. So quarantine was a hard time for all of us, but it was especially hard for for Mr. (laughs) Army Hammer on his own private island called the Cayman Islands. Okay. He's staying there with his children and his wife, Elizabeth, and his daddy, Michael. They're all living together? They're all there. I don't know if they're... I mean, the house. It's not like it's an apartment. Oh, you're right. I'm dumb. Like, okay, so he... They, like, own a hotel and they each have a suite. That's yeah, what you mean? Like, that kind of shit? He thinks it's so insufferable. He flees his family and books a flight back to the U.S. Okay, pa- pause. I understand if your family is, like, abusive or something. Being mm-hmm. like, I for my own mental health, I can't be contained with them. My kids are abusing me. <laughs> I mean, like, his father or whatever mm-hmm. like i would maybe get if he had a bad childhood right which i guess like we don't really know like what their relationship was really like right i would understand if that were the reason right but um you can't abandon your wife and children because you're having a hard day with your dad yeah there is an incident that he talks about but it's like no one really knows what happened that like him and his dad almost like came to blows okay but why didn't you take your but wife why and didn't kids? You bring your family with you like he, he also kind of wanted to escape man leaves their leaves their family yeah unless you're leaving your family yeah elizabeth claims that his decision to flee his family during the pandemic was the final straw in their marriage for sure dude like that would be the final um i can't depend on this man to be Uh, a father to my children like at all do you want to know the gag she filed for divorce in july yeah the pandemic started in march you fuckers made it like three months he fled in like two months yeah, I mean, the definition of, like, giving up when the going gets barely tough. <laughs> like, literally, like, a pandemic for you on your own private island. I will be leaving my two small children and my wife now. People have their two small children and their partner in a one-bedroom fucking apartment and having to well, work jobs. Well, one of them is, like, an emergency worker, yeah. like, getting COVID all day. And their kids are home from school. Fuck you. Yeah, like, you're worthless, but like, okay. Literally worthless. Okay. By January 1, he had rebounded romantically with a series of short-term girlfriends 
And he tweeted, here we go. <laughs> 2021 is going to kneel down before me and kiss my feet because this year I'm the boss. Uh, no. 2020 was a cheap shot. No one was expecting. Now I know what we're up against and it's time to go to war. I feel ill. What the fuck are you on about? It makes me want to cry how cringy this fan is. <laughs> what the fuck kind of words are those to even ye- His wife's there like, oh my oh god. My That's god. At the moment when you wish you could get a vagina transplant. Completely. Like, <laughs> I can't be here with her anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't look at me like that. Like, my vagina's <laughs> looking at me like, oh my god, can you believe? Yeah, I think that be normal and just be like onwards 2020 was a tough year like everyone else fucking said you don't have to say bow down and kiss my like we're you're saying the quiet part out loud your bdsm (laughs) shit's coming into your public tweets army yeah like why don't you just like a few bdsm tweets move on like you want to announce it like that yeah my point is that celebrity couples don't know or like each other because they can they're never together wings of the house Mm -hmm. and they're all like i'm on tour yeah, or they're literally like, I'm filming in another country. Like, you don't even know each other. Yeah. And so, so many, I feel like so many people got divorced after the pandemic because they they were stuck in one ha- one mansion. For the first time in their relationship, they had to be in the same home for like more than a day. And no like distractions, like no like outside people coming in. No like a crew of people in my home all the time. Right. Weirdo shit. So I have a superior superiority complex to that because I spent the pandemic in a studio apartment with my partner mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah wow crazy so we're gonna talk about some just bad things he has said <laughs> leading up to you know what we're all here for he told l magazine once quote one chick tried to stab me when we were having sex she was like true love leaves scars you don't have any and then she tried to stab me <laughs> with a butcher knife he continued to date her for seven months here yeah okay hold on <laughs> telling that story like but like not revealing the part that is that was clearly a part of your relationship mm-hmm. like okay we're getting into american psycho territory she is here. crazy for like doing what you guys do right yeah you're leaving out the context of the situation Harvey. right he recalled a violent altercation with a homeless man quote my wife says i have a frontal lobe issue oh my god your frontal lobe controls your danger response like whoa i shouldn't be doing this are you saying you're killing homeless men army <laughs> hammer what did you do did you kill a homeless man what did i you do? honestly think he did he didn't, allegedly he didn't describe it any further no so a you, violent you altercation a, a, a homeless man because you have a frontal lobe issue beat up wink wink right you murdered a homeless <laughs> man allegedly okay oh god he told playboy in <laughs> In talking about his wife and their bedroom situation. Why are you doing that? Quote, I used to like to be a dominant lover. I liked the grabbing of the neck and the hair and all that. Then you get married and your sexual appetites change. You can't really pull your wife's hair. It gets to a point where you say, I respect you too much to do these things that I want to do. Okay. Well... First and foremost, it's so telling. The of like, your the like, mind. Lord Madonna thing, right? Yeah. Like, Spell my wife is a person. <laughs> yeah, I can't fuck her in the degrading way I want to fuck other women mm-hmm. who are like, I guess, not people to him. who are not people. But um, also, like, what does your wife want? I feel so bad for this woman. It's just really weird for him to to. You get married and your tastes change. 
I don't. I'm gonna have to mold that one over. (laughs) I don't think that's true. Well, I think if your taste before was like going to like sex dungeons, right? Then yeah, you're like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. But like, do you have to like bore your wife to death just because you you want to like tie her up and kill her? her? (laughs) I can't kill my wife. She's a mother. So after this interview, he expressed regret, claiming that he had learned the hard way not to drink during interviews. But in another profile for british gq he and the writer drank so much that they the writer blacked out (laughs) (laughs) no story i blacked out (laughs) he's lucky he woke up alive you can't black out with army hammer you'll wake up dead you'll wake up dead you'll wake up in a dumpster with your head over there and your legs over there (laughs) you'll wake up in the chair You'll wake up under the chair. <laughs> no, not the cage. <laughs> okay, so it's no secret that Army Hammer is a fan of bondage. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that we know that. <laughs> no secret. It should be. <laughs> he has spoken a lot about his love of knots to Playboy, which he called him. A- <laughs> Which he called a man's version of knitting. He told Stephen Colbert. Um, no, he challenged Stephen Colbert to a knot tying contest. And he told InStyle that he sometimes carries a rope around to practice knots. What the hell are you talking about? What? Kendall, I'm not even having fun. It's <laughs> he was boldly walking around like leaving... Serial killer breadcrumbs. Yeah. We were all like, <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe, like, if, when you line it all up like this. I'm sure Stephen Colbert was like, Yeah, I go sailing on the weekends. And he's like, yeah, I got ropes I in my pockets. <laughs> um, <laughs> a source close to Elizabeth said that when Army was not working, he would throw himself into hobbies. <sighs> Several years back, Army introduced her to Shibari, a Japanese bondage art form in which people are tied up in intricate patterns. Elizabeth tried to be supportive of his new hobby which Army allegedly indulged by buying mannequins and inventing elaborate knots. Elizabeth tried to find a a spin on the obsession and suggested he write a book about a hobby called Why Not? So it it immediately brings my mind to the mannequin in the trash can outside of his apartment. I know, me too. I want you to picture, it is a lovely LA neighborhood. You zoom in on a family home. The wife is baking because she owns a bunch of bakeries. Yeah, The kids are jumping around yeah i don't know what they do yeah we go down to the basement yeah and the father's down there with mannequins practicing elaborate <laughs> knots on them that it's is btk I'm not dude kidding. like it is btk it's like the opening yeah. of mind hunter yeah and he's telling us right to our fucking face on colbert like i'm dumb yeah we were dumb we were dumb so as i said they have two children army confessed to being unfaithful shortly after his son's birth in 2017 but claimed it was a one-time thing wait at the time he told her yes okay years later a friend of elizabeth says that she found evidence of an affair he was having with a co-star but of what i mentioned earlier the decision to flee the family during a global pandemic was the final straw yeah. if enough of that shit has happened yeah like and you're unfaithful you're trying- and you can't even stay on this island what the fuck because like, and- you're dying to go fuck somebody else that's what it is yeah complete you're right like you're dying to go fuck randoms mm-hmm. whoa 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 
And just to add icing to the cake, when Army touched down in the U.S. after fleeing his family, he mistakenly sent a raunchy text message meant for someone else to his wife. You are kidding. Elizabeth. Yeah, bye. Filed. I filed. I filed. Yep. Like, you can't be alone with me for two months, three months. Unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about his Finsta. (laughs) (laughs) At LDestructo86. No, no, no. There was a photo of him taking a drug test captioned, all negative bitches. My body is a finely tuned toxicant processing unit. To be fair, I had THC and benzos in my piss, but who doesn't? Another photo showed a mannequin tied up with the caption, if quarantine doesn't start moving more quickly, I'm going to fuck this thing. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, like... A man going off the rails, like everything that had been percolating beneath the surface, like finally showing. It's so funny, like quarantine he's, he's like broke army purge. hammer. Yeah. yeah, his retinal purge. Well, you know what I mean. Okay, so according to a woman named Courtney, Army was on this infamous flight out of the Cayman Islands, escaping the intense lockdown situation in June. So he fled in June. He'd been there for three months. Okay. Two and a half. When he messaged her on Instagram for the first <laughs> time, the DMs came fast and furious. No. The actor... He's on in-flight Wi-Fi going crazy. Yeah, divulged <laughs> about the tense family situation he had. Shut up. Get a fucking therapist. Describing a near fist fight with his father and a short-lived escape plan that involved taking a fishing boat to Cuba. He's dying to get away from his wife and children. I will like. He's paddling out. Yeah, like I'm about. I'm about <laughs> to like rough the the seas to get to Cuba. I'm going to build a raft and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she says within the first five minutes he was basically like this. All goes back to my horrible childhood. Yeah, this is a man who like not to defend him in any way. I don't think this is defending him, but this is a man who needs therapy. Yeah, like he needs someone to like actually talk to. I think that doesn't have a sexual level. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I think yeah so sh- he kind of like earned her sympathy yeah um she says day one he makes you feel bad for him it's when he makes himself look like a victim mm-hmm. then he loves bo- love bombs you like crazy you've never felt more special in your life mm-hmm. i've never seen anything like it we're in a restaurant and i'm sitting across from him and he pulls my chair over right next to him in front of everybody and is hugging and kissing you you're the only girl in the world and he starts the manipulation and the darker stuff yeah there's also like he's just so big yes at first when he's doing all this sweet stuff it would be like so cozy for someone like truly like that big to be like enveloping you like that but then it could be really fucking scary if he's being scary Mm -hmm. you know yes she talks about an encounter that took place in sedona that left her with regret she says army was drinking heavily and persuaded her to participate in bondage that she was not comfortable with yeah he sulked cold and angry to convince her and then she eventually consented and really regretted doing so. Yeah. What is the phrase like co- coerced consent is not real consent? Yeah. You, you can't, can't be like man- mm-hmm. emotionally manipulate her into doing what you want. Yeah. Enthusiastic consent. Right. And like bottom line, like it is weird to to want someone to do something with you they don't really want to do. Yeah. Like a person who is like while you're having sex is like, ugh. <sighs> Ugh. Yeah, bad. bad so bad, she bad. said, one of the most shocking things that I realized he did to other women is he says that he never tied up a human being before, only mannequins. I remember thinking, like, that's got to be true because that's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. Who would lie about that? That's weirder than saying I tied up 25 people. The mannequin thing? She's completely right. Yeah. So she said she felt like it was a real relationship. Wait, Arm- I have one more thing. Yeah. Sorry. 
So he's kind of making it seem to each woman like this is they're both having their first BDSM relationship. I guess. But that would be like a way to make it feel more comfortable for them. Right. Like that lie would right. make it feel like would make yourself feel less intimate. It's not so scary. It is like, do you know what I'm trying I'd to say? I'd say intimidating, right? Well, yeah. Like to like endear yourself to them. Yeah. Like, like he's we're sh- new to. Yeah. Like, like we're both just going to try something. Yeah. Um, and that is very different. That's a very different representation of yourself than like, yeah. this is what I do. Do you want to do it as well? Right. You know what I mean? But saying like, I only tie up mannequins. Like what no, in the fuck area? And like the fact that his brain is so broke, he doesn't know that that is fucking terrifying. Right. Okay. Brother. Like, I, yes, I guess I would like to say like, there's nothing inherently wrong with bondage. Of course, obviously, but it's like the, co- it's like the coercive stuff and the lying. It it seems like the non-consent is what he's after here. That is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. Like there's something where if he's not seeking out partners who are into the same thing he's mm-hmm. into, just do that, dude. If you want to yeah. do these things. It's not someone. fun. But that is not what he wants. He wants to get someone into it. Yeah. Which is like very odd. Yeah. I'd say it's odd. <laughs> um, Army had introduced her to his mother, Drew, and talked about bringing her to the Dominican Republic while he filmed a comedy with Jennifer Lopez. Oy. They were spending almost every day together. But Josh Jamel is the real benefactor of ARMY's demise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they were spending nearly every day together, um, but it ended in September of that year, and she checked herself into a treatment program for trauma. Say no more. And how quickly he can, like... Uh, ruin someone's life? Yeah, like, you meet him, and, like, a month later, you're in treatment. <laughs> you're in treatment. Fuck. Like, the summer fling... I, I, I you're in fucking treatment. kidding me so in september he met a 22 year old Paige lorenz i've looked up her instagram before yeah she's quite young no she's she was 22 20 and how old is he at this point like 35 but she, he's not in his early 20s 2020 1985 35 35 and he's a famous actor yes okay she said he, she also got like a lot of his weird family secrets. Mm. She said a lot of really dark stuff. I felt confused why he was telling me this stuff so instantly. It was stuff I would never share off the bat. He said his grandfather was the kind of very scary person who had crazy sex parties where there would be guns. Oi, Julian? Yep. Sounds like him. Yep. But she said there was an unmistakable tone of awe. Quote, he thought it was cool and was proud of him in a way. Oh, okay. Army also took her to meet his mother, like he had with Courtney. She enjoyed the trip because she felt like it was like a normal relationship. Yeah. But felt that like his him and his mother's relationship was odd. His mother spoke of the devil trying to, quote, take Army. Oh, no. And that she was worried that he didn't believe in God. Yeah, oh, no. I have to imagine he was brought up with those that kind of language being thrown around. Explain, explaining why someone is the way they are is not excusing them being that way today. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, being brought up in an environment that is so, like, you're either good or bad and you're born bad, so you better start getting good, is, like, really damaging. It could make anybody act. Yeah. Or not could make anybody act horrible, but could make anybody really f- mixed up and confused. Their little heart and mind. <laughs> right. She said that um, his mother let them sleep in the bed together, but jokingly pulled out a ruler and told them to stay six feet apart, but immediately started grilling her about her religious beliefs. Um, Have you accepted the Holy Spirit? Blah, 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 blah. Wow. A few days after, Lorenz says that Drew opened up to her, quote, about how she was so worried about Army and so grateful for me 
because she felt like I was a good influence on him and that she just wanted him to accept God back into his life and that he had just been fighting everything for a long time. Wow. You know what, though? Your mother does see you in a, in a very particular way, maybe sees parts of you that maybe others wouldn't. Yeah. And for his own mother to be like, I'm expressing sincere worries about his like, um, immortal soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I mean, of course she could just be talking about like, if he doesn't go to church every day, he's going to hell, but she also might be like, I know, but she knows Michael and she knows Julian. Yeah. Like I know what he basically is up to and I'm fucking worried about him. Yeah. Like I know where he comes from. Yeah. I know the secrets. Yeah. During their time together, Loren says Army didn't have any money and that she paid for everything mm. and Army was getting by on loans from friends. Wow. Lorenz broke things off with Army after, quote, he started making rules of me of things I couldn't couldn't do, Ugh. who I could have over, who I couldn't. He told me that I couldn't have anyone else in my bed. And then I just started to feel really unsafe and really sick to my stomach about things. Wow. I was also emotionally dependent on him. Lorenz ended the relationship over text, quote, because you never know what you're going to get with him. He's kind of a scary person. Wow. She has since moved back to the East Coast and wants nothing to do with him or the entertainment business. She said she doesn't plan to speak or think about Army Hammer ever again. Oh, my God, Paige. <laughs> In just short span of time to have been like obsessed with somebody in love with them to like, look, he's scary. I'm going to tell you he's a scary guy. Yeah. Holy shit. And like, she doesn't Ugh. even feel safe to break up with him in person because uh -uh. what is he going to do? Uh huh. Oh, fuck. Yeah. She's smart. Good girl. In January 2021, multiple women came forward alleging that Hammer had abused them. Mm -hmm. An anonymous Instagram account released screenshots. It claimed were messages Hammer had sent to various women he had affairs with between 2016 to 2020. Wow, so that is just like constant for him. Mm -hmm. Was he ever not doing that? I don't think so. They married in 2010, so maybe like the first maybe for five a years. Bit. Yes, so the messages describe sexual fantasies, including violence, rape, and cannibalism. Okay. Okay, so when all this stuff was coming out, Paige came forward and said that he had branded her by carving his initial A into her pelvis and was, quote, serious in a suggestion that she have a lower rib surgically removed so he could eat it. Yeah. Um, for her to clarify, like, I want to be, he, he wasn't kidding. Yeah. He, he was seriously like, said he that. was like, we could find a doctor to yeah. do it. Um, one more thing I've read that she had to say, like, and she was really upset that he had, um, taken photos of her tied up uh, that she had not like consented to. And yeah. he had like sent them to friends that she saw a group chat like somebody sent her later on like months later a group chat where he had sent it and the guys were like commenting about her like res responding to it like his <sighs> so like he has a system of friends around him who like love this who, yeah like, not only allow it but are like lol that's just army mm -hmm. she says that hammer would physically bruise her during sex and encourage her to show off the marks and quote be proud of them oh my god she said she asked him how am i supposed to see other people when i have these bruises and he said that's the point yeah when it reaches the point like she's talking about where like it's affecting her the rest the other parts of her life yeah how can she carry that on that way right right courtney also comes forward at this time and says that he had been emotionally abusive and that he had wanted to eat her flesh <laughs> and would suck or lick her wounds if she had a little cut on her hand. <laughs> if I had a cut, he'd cut me and then he'd lick it up. Yeah. Oh, Kendall. 
So he denied the Instagram messages were real and called them an online attack. So I'm just going to blanket statement. He says these aren't him. Okay. Anything? Any of it. He says okay. he's not going to acknowledge these spuri- spurious claims. Okay. And that they're bu- bullshit. Okay. This time, a woman comes out claiming she had been involved with the army and revealed screenshots of their exchanges on Instagram. He allegedly wrote in one message, I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. <laughs> that is just like, just the hits, baby. Like, I've seen that. <laughs> I need to drink your blood. I'm going to be so naughty and kinky with you. Oh, God. It's so embarrassing. He said, I need to eat your entire body. I need to touch every part of you inside and out. I want to bite pieces off of you. You live to obey and be my slave. I will own you. That's my soul, my brain, my spirit, my body. Wow. <laughs> my soul, my spirit, my brain. Would you... Oh, my God. Oh, no. He's claiming her for the devil. Would you come and be my property until you die? If I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket so I always had a piece of you in my possession, question mark? Not a fully firm sentence. He is like going to kidnap a girl and keep her. Yeah, probably has. I feel like the same way you are on one side of the slave spectrum. I am on the other side of my master spectrum and I can't ever imagine another slave. What? I don't know what that even... I don't even want one. <laughs> I don't even want another slave. I would never feel as strongly. Too drunk and honest. He also boasted about how he had allegedly shot a deer, cut its heart out, and ate it. Quote, totally raw, still warm. I'd eat your heart if I wasn't stuck without you after. <laughs> <laughs> I'd eat your heart if that wouldn't literally kill you. Oh my god. Kendall. There's more. Hold Kendall, on. Kendall, Kendall, he ate a deer's heart. Yeah. Allegedly. He's a little bit vampire of Sacramento. Like he's a little bit um I want to see your brain, your blood, your organs, every part of you. I would definitely bite it a hundred percent or try to fuck it. Not sure which. Probably both. Okay. Oh my god. This is so bad. Okay. If I fucked you into a vegetative state. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the way we're both like ice cast. I can't look at you. It's so awful. It's just horrible. It's really bad, ma'am. Okay. I'm not going to say that again. No, I got it. I got it. I don't need it again. I'd keep you, feed you, watch you, and keep (laughs) fucking you till you are so sore and broken. I can't stop think of fucking your actual brain. Brand Um, you, tattoo you, mark you, shave your head, and keep your hair with me. Cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Whose slave-master relationship is the strongest? We'd win. When I tell you to slit your wrists and use the blood for anal. Raping you on your floor with a knife against you, everything else seemed boring. You crying and screaming. <laughs> me standing over you, I felt like a god. I, I have felt, never wait, felt such me? power or intensity that this has happened. He's yeah. describing something that happened. Got it. But that's like part of the BDSM thing. words. I know, but like I don't think that she feels that way, right? I don't think so. I don't know. So, after all of this came out, he went back to the Cayman Island Hotel where he was—he um, had been so desperate to flee earlier. 
He posted on his private Instagram, well, my ex, for a very good reason, wife, is refusing to come back to America with my children. So I have to go back to Cayman, which sucks, except there are a few silver linings. Above the caption, <laughs> above the caption was a video that showed a woman from behind wearing black lace lingerie and sitting on all fours on his bed. Quote, like fucking Miss Cayman again while I'm down here. He later issued an apology and clarification <laughs> that the woman in the picture was not actual Miss Cayman. They didn't like the Cayman Island government come after yeah, him. Like, they that's were like, not her. <laughs> <laughs> How can he ever look like a coworker in the eye again? He ain't working again. <laughs> Another post said divorce is so fun. Not as fun as drugs. But what is? Okay. So yeah. In is March, he like 18? He's fucked in the head. <laughs> in March 2021. Yes. The house of effie the woman who came forward with instagram allegations identified herself and accused Tamara of violently raping her in 2017 the lapd confirmed that he was a subject of a sexual assault investigation which has been set in motion months prior but they're not disclosing any information about who they're actually investigating like he assaulted yeah and his legal team has denied all of the allegations yeah okay <laughs> okay so He's out of rehab. He spent months at a treatment facility in 2021 following his sexual assault allegations, which he has denied. But now, as of February 11th, 2022, he is um, focusing on staying sober. Uh, I would start there. Yeah. He um, left a treatment facility and he says he's focused on himself as well as his kids. And a source close to him says, quote, Army is very committed to his sobriety and has been super consistent with it. His main priority is staying sober and being there for his kids and Elizabeth. Yeah, well, a source close to me, Dumois, yeah. says that they're back together. No! They've been seen canoodling on, in Cayman Islands. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> he sought treatment at the facility for drug, alcohol, and sex issues. I'm sure you could guess. Uh, uh, okay, you know but what? this uh, this says, don't take it to mean that he and his ex are reconciling. Quote, a source says, they are not back together, but they are co-parenting. He's really just trying to be there for his kids. He has a solid support system with his friends. And Elizabeth has also been very supportive along the way. He is still committed to doing the work and being a better person. Another source shared earlier that week. The duo are, quote, not back together, but are focused on the kids and are making co-parenting work. His film, Death of the Nile, which was filmed in late 2019, hit theaters in February. I didn't even hear about it. Making his uh, it his most recent acting project since several women took to social media to accuse him of abuse. So obviously he filmed that way before that came out. He obviously was dropped from like every movie he's ever done and by his agents. Yeah. So it does say LAPD confirmed that he was the main suspect of an investigation into rape allegations, but the name of the accuser was not disclosed. And the department has not since provided an update. So Damn. we'll see if he's in a movie theater near you. Or jail. Either or jail, but I bet they just stopped know. working on it. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Yeah. I bet they just stopped. I mean, it's been a year. I mean. What would the update be? Yeah. Like, yeah. they arrested him or they didn't. So, yeah. he's like, I see his picture and I get shivers. I know. I'm, I find him really frightening. I wonder what he was truly exposed to growing up. Like, I wonder <sighs> how much of his grandpa he really saw. And his dad. His dad's the one with the chair. Yeah, and I'm sure. Oh, my God. I forgot. The whole family seems, like, so dysfunctional yeah. that, like... Either they were out in the open with this stuff or they were so neglectful that like he was truly alone always. Yeah. 
Yeah. But like the sh- the text messages I just read. Kendall, really, really, really just like you're not well. I yeah, look. Hammer. Oh, hammer. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, feel free to absorb this information and feel free to share it. Mm-hmm. I was where you heard it. Tell no one. Tell no one, army. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>